everyone, and welcome to another episode of Amazing Grace. I'm Grace Molesky, and I'm joined by the man with multiple titles. You may know him as Mayor of Whiteland, Coach, the guy with a mullet, Dad, or you know him by his weird, unique name, Ziggy. Hey, Dad, how are you doing? Good morning. <laughs> how are you doing today, Grace? Um, I'm kind of tired today, but we're having a good day. Yeah, it's been a long week. It has, it has. So, And we're only on... Thursday. Thursday. So it's not hump day. It's the day after hump day. But it feels like hump day. It feels like Friday to me. Yeah, well, it doesn't feel like Friday yet. It, because it's not game day? Because it's not game day. Because it's There's not a game different day. feeling on game day. Yeah, no. It, it feels like Friday to me. Okay. It feels like I should have a football game today. Really? Yeah. Well, there's... Well, there's not a game, but there is a practice. There's a soccer game today, actually. Are you going to go to the soccer game? Yeah, it's senior night. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Go support our great soccer players. Yeah. And, yeah, I had volleyball all week. That's new. Not new, actually. Not new. <laughs> not new. But there were some good games this week. There were. Yes. there was. It was exciting to watch. The fan base at the volleyball games was fired up this week. Very fired <laughs> up. Every day. My father might have gotten yelled at by someone. Yeah, I might have gotten yelled at by a player or two. N- not me, of course. I no, would never. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you would never do that. No. I just sternly talk. <laughs> I don't yell. You would have I'm never, like mom. You would have never pointed your finger at me. No. Ever. No. Okay. That, it did not happen. No, I'm sure. <laughs> I might have been a little angry this week. Yeah, she might have been. <laughs> but still a great day. It was. It was a good game. So. Yeah. It was fun. It was. I, I can't believe we're, it's winding down. I know. I only have two season games, and then mm. I have a tournament, and then sectionals. Wow. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. We've been doing it since seventh grade. I know. Club and everything. Yeah. And then it just uh, it just stops. <laughs> just stops. Just boom. Yep. Right, in, right into the wall. Yep. So that's okay. I get to do more broadcast, and yes. I get to go. Res- I get to go watch wrestling. Yeah, that's gonna be exciting this year. It is watching wrestling. Yeah, so it'll be fun. Wrestling season will be fun. It will be. Um. What hmm. else are you gonna do? What are your plans for your future? Stop. I just did that on purpose. Yeah, I know. I know. Mm. I might have listened to another podcast or two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I am going to be a stay-at-home mom and marry a doctor. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Walked right into that wall, didn't I? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. You got to have goals. Yeah. Got to have goals every day. Yep. Get up and go one and zero. Oh my, yeah, you're right. Every day, every, every day. day has to be a great day. Yes. But it takes work to get a great day. Yes, it does. It doesn't just happen. You can't just walk down the hallway. You can't just get in your car. It doesn't happen when you jump out of the shower dressed for work. You got to f- work. How do you j- jump out of the shower dressed for work? <laughs> Something I heard Jim Carrey say once. Okay. You do you might know who Jim Carrey is? I do not. All right. He's a comedian. He worked a lot in the 90s. He's been in shows that you probably don't remember, but he's really funny. Okay. Funnier than you? Oh, most definitely. He makes a living being funny. I'm not really funny. I'm more goofy. Yeah. 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 P. 
people people laugh at you more than at your jokes, right? Well, because I laugh. Yeah, they Uh, they laugh at me laughing. Yes, yes. I've talked about this. His belly laugh. If he's laughing, the whole room's laughing because they're not really laughing at his joke because we do laugh at our own jokes, but they're laughing at the fact that his laugh is really funny. Well, I was. I was open enough to tell the joke. Most people can't tell jokes, whether they're good or bad. Okay. And I'm okay laughing at myself. It's easy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to laugh at you. It is. <laughs> it is. So, Father, you're here today, but you got out of work. So, yeah, aren't you excited? Yeah, I, I scheduled a meeting. I, I scheduled a parent-teacher conference. Oh, okay. Okay. So, and, and then somebody from my work will listen to this and go, oh, how'd you do that? But I'm here to talk to your teacher when we're done with this. Okay. I have Am that, I in I, trouble? Oh, most definitely. Why? Huh? Oh, we're going to make that up. Okay. That'll be a true story we just made up. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. So everyone thinks that you're just a football coach. Mm-hmm. But you're not? No. 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 So what I do volunteer to help with the youth league. I've been doing that since I was like four. Yeah. I, I, well, I came into the youth league in 2007 mm-hmm. and I coached in the youth league until Jacob was in fifth grade. I was actually four when you started. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. And then, and then during that time frame, I just started volunteering more, just saying mm-hmm. yes and showing up to things. And, um, the coaches, Mike Wynn, Doug Sayre, um, Tom Carpenter, Coach Fisher, everybody just, the more I showed up, the more information they gave me. And next thing you know, I said yes to volunteering when they needed somebody to take over a position. And I took over league director, I think, in 2012. Okay. And so I've been the league director, president, whatever title you want to put on it. I'm not a big title person. Yeah. All right. It's just about getting the work done and then making sure the youth kids have uniforms, schedules, officials, and more importantly, that they learn to love the game of football. Yeah. And if they can learn to love the game of football, and it's not for everyone. So at the youth league, they're trying to figure out what they like. Some some players go on to do other sports, tennis, volleyball, because uh, we've had girls play mm-hmm. football, right? And yeah. Which I'm always excited about. Mom never uh, let me. No, mom didn't let you play football, which is fine. You were you were in gymnastics and uh, volleyball, which are great sports as well. So. Yeah. And then, but we do have a lot of players that figure out, you know, they like basketball or baseball or, and they just want to try everything. And I think that youth, youth kids should try every sport. Yeah. They should, they should play, play as many sports as you can. Um, Number one, because you get coached by different personalities and every coach has a different way of coaching. Mm -hmm. All right. And that is important to learn from. All right. Because it leads into your, um, it leads into your professional life because every manager or every boss that you work for has a different management style. Yeah. And that's the same as coaching style. All right. So everything about sports teaches you things for your adult life as a worker. The few blessed athletes that apply their talent, have talent, apply their talent, can go on to the next level. But most of them, um, not any different than me, were high school high school athletes that went into the workforce, served mm-hmm. in the military, right? They, there are a lot of things that, that, that sports prepare, prepares you for uh, after high school. And it allows you to be part of something while you're in school. Mm-hmm. Being part of a program and um, 
supporting the community is huge. All right, whether you're in uh, band, color guard, um, show choir, whether you're in um, cheerleading, all of those, all of those are key to our community. Mm-hmm. All right, not just football. Yeah. So. I'd have to agree. So. But, so yes, you do a lot with football, mm-hmm. little league, freshmen. You coach freshmen. I coach freshmen. Yep. But you also have an actual job. I do. I work full time for Cummins. Yeah. And they are a great employer. <laughs> all right. They, they allow us to, I mean, it's one of their key, key initiatives. All right. It's mm-hmm. one of their pillars is to give back to the community. So one of the, one of the, uh, um, I've had multiple managers through this tenure. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's challenges to let me have time and freedom to come coach and do the things that we do for the programs. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of reward too. And they they know that I'm passionate about it. Yeah. And that they support my passion. Now I still have to get up at odd hours to get my work done. Back when I was in a heavy, before COVID, when I was in a fairly heavy travel job, I would travel a lot. I'd travel on Sunday so I could only be gone two, three days and then be back by Wednesday's practice. Yeah. Um, there's there's just been a lot of different flexibility things that Cummins has allowed. And mm-hmm. they're they're a great employer for it. And it's one of the reasons that I am still employed there. I've been there for over thirty years. Mm-hmm. Um the um and and it's you know, I started out as a diesel mechanic. So it's not like I came out with uh with the idea that I'm gonna go to college and become a you know business major and and you know lead people if you will right yeah um i started out as a diesel mechanic i worked as a mechanic for eight years today we call them technicians you're mechanical you fix things if it's broke i can fix it all right um then if um and then i realized early that that's not my talent or my passion Mm -hmm. i didn't it was just work. It was just work. Yeah. I was good at work. I worked a lot. Yeah. All right. And then I got an opportunity to be a trainer. Um, somebody asked me if I would teach a class. And in the very first class I had to teach, my instructor from trade school was my student. My my foreman on day shift was my student. And one of my lead technicians that I went to ask all the questions to mm-hmm. was my student. So those three were in the classroom, and I'd never been so nervous before ever. Mm-hmm. And I told them that. I said, I, I don't know what I'm doing on this side of the desk. I ask everybody in this room, I ask for help, mm-hmm. right? And um, my instructor from Kenny Reese, uh, I haven't seen him in years. I, I don't know if he's, um, I just don't know where he's at. I've looked for him on Facebook and stuff, can't find him, but he was an awesome instructor. And he said, Zig, you're on that side of the table because on this topic, you know more than we do. You've been certified. We haven't. And he says, and remember, as a teacher, you have the answers in the book. We don't have the answers in our book. <laughs> and so after that, it was like smooth sailing. I ended up being a trainer for Cummins for almost three years. Um, and then the company went a different direction, and they gave me an opportunity to be a um, go into sales, if you will. Mm-hmm. I went into sales right around 2000, and I have been in sales for Cummins, technical sales, coming since then so in in various things i've been on huge accounts small accounts everywhere i support all the school buses right now in canada and u.s that's fun and i know that you're working on a project with one of like um like we talked about it earlier like last week um 
you had a meeting because like you guys were talking about how like coming oh, up like, with a design yeah so so right now we're working on a strategy our three to five year strategy so what we're focused on right now yeah all right um is what is our strategy for school bus going to be over the next three to five years and there's a lot of changes going on in the marketplace so there's times when we have these strategy meetings and everything's kind of consistent the product's reliable the product's out the um there's um stability in the marketplace and right now there's a lot of change which changes makes you uncomfortable mm -hmm. but it's also exciting yeah right and so for me the the uncomfortable part is i've been a diesel mechanic my entire life and now the market is moving to what we call the new power right mm -hmm. so you're going to have fuel cell and you're going to have electric buses and vehicles and that's just new and you know after 30 years it's like i've got to I can't just rely on my experience. I, I do rely on my experience, but now I'm just as new to electric as the next person, the, the, the guy that started six months ago. Yeah. Right now, I have some experience that I can rely on because mechanical is mechanical. It's, things are still going to break. Yeah. Right, and the way we support it is still the same. But there's just a lot of unknown, and that's that can be. It's challenging, and it, yeah. ch it stresses the mind out. And then you know. You know, I'm getting to the point in my career where I still have a lot of time left. I still, you know, by math, you know, you, they say I can work till 67. I don't plan on working till 67, but I've got over 15 years left to go. But mm -hmm. I've been with the company for 30. So that's a long. You're old. I am old. Yeah. I don't feel old. Some you, days I feel old, but not most you, days I don't. You don't seem that old. No, I can get up early and I can go long. I can stay late and everything else. So I can, <laughs> I, I, I work all day long. You don't have an early bedtime? I have a half, I work half days every day. <laughs> 12 hours a day. Okay. All right, that's uh, a half a day. A day is 24 hours, right? Yes. I work a half a day every day. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes my work is fun and sometimes it's not fun, but you go 12 hours a day. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's how I was raised. That's, you know, every day we woke up, we did work. Yeah. So we had chores around the house. Then we went. I out have chores around the house. Yes, you do have chores around the house. Work is a good thing. Yeah. We work, like work. We we do. We enjoy the it. Be, the busier we are, the less trouble you can get into. <laughs> you can still get in trouble, but usually not too bad. Yeah. So. You've learned that. Sometimes the hard way. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Isn't that why you went to the Marines? I did go into the Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. So I went into the Marine Corps because my friend was driving a brand new truck, and I wanted a brand new truck. <laughs> and I thought they were giving them away. That's not the story. It is the story, but it's, I think I don't think it's fully true. But my, my roommate, he lived with us, right, because he had a challenged life, mm -hmm. right? And so he moved in with us when I was, a, um, I think we were 16 or 17. Anyway, he moved in with us, stayed with us for a while. Then he left and went in the Marine Corps. And he came back after boot camp, and he had bought a new truck, right? And bought it on payments and everything else. Well, I was always raised that, you know, cash is king, so you paid. You know, I bought my truck on cash, mm -hmm. right? Worked for it, paid cash, and then that's what we did, right? So anyway, uh, he bought his on credit, and then he's like, driving the new truck, where'd you get that new truck? And he goes, oh, the Marine Corps. The Marine Corps gave you that? Well, yeah, that's what he said, right? Mm -hmm. And I was, it gave him the opportunity to buy it, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, well, if they're giving out trucks, I'll join, right? So that's not really the true story. but I don't think, yeah. No, 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 no. Aunt Sandy knows the true story. Aunt Sandy is. Aunt, Stan, Aunt Sandy knows the true story. <laughs> and 
she's not afraid to tell anybody. Nope. <laughs> if you want to so, know, you can call her. Give her a yeah, call. She loves yeah. to talk. She'll talk your ear off. Yeah, yeah. And Sandy's <laughs> awesome. So she was she my favorite aunt. How many so, aunts did you have? I had Aunt Barb. Okay, so this. Um, <laughs> I had Aunt Cookie, who was Aunt Barb. Okay. I had Aunt Sandy because nobody ever gave Sandy a nickname. She was. It's she Sandy. was tough. Yeah. And then, and then I had Aunt Cork, which is on mom's side, mm-hmm. and um, and her name was Sandy. Oh. And then uh, Sandra, and then um, and then I had um, that was it. Just three aunts that I know of. That you know. That I remember visiting with. Okay. So one on mom's side, and, and then I had some fa- uncles. And you have I have a uncles. Favorite? I have uncle. Oh, oh, my aunt, um, Billy. <laughs> Sorry, forgot about Aunt Billy. Who Aunt Billy was always on my side. <laughs> Aunt Billy loves Ziggy, so <laughs> she would always pick my side, even though I was, you know, she's like, there were times when I was wrong, and she was like, I want to be on your side, but you're wrong on this. But she always loved me. She was she was the best. So she just recently passed. So kind of sad right now. Aww. So, but we love her. Mm-hmm. So, and then, yeah. um, then I had, and she was married to my dad's brother. So, awesome. And, and then we had. Go ahead. Well, Aunt Sandy, she is a lot like Grandpa Zig, and oh, yeah. you're a lot like Grandpa Zig. So, like yeah. Aunt Sandy, is stubborn, and rotten to the core. Loud. <laughs> she is loud. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And she is not afraid to speak her mind. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> so I, one of my favorite stories with Aunt Sandy was we would golf. And anybody that's ever been around me and golfed, I am not a good golfer. All right? You're, you're Papa, all right? Mm-hmm. All right, Grandpa Russell. Yeah. Right? He would try to teach me how to golf, and he golfed with me every Saturday. And I was oh, horrific. And he would be so patient with me. Right. But I've never been a good golfer whatsoever. <laughs> right. So and I've got stories there. But the story with Aunt Sandy is Aunt Sandy's always been competitive. Mm-hmm. All right. She's she was the first female in I.T. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I can't remember what co- Motorola or something like that. It was a big company. Right. But she was the first female in I.T. back in the back when it first came out and the computers took up a whole room. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, she's always been super super competitive played boys teams always hit from the men's tees wouldn't hit from you know the women's tees if you will right yeah and and could play and she was athletic well and she was big mm-hmm. well, she lifted weights like boys i mean she was just big mm-hmm. well i loved her to death she's um anyway she she comes up and uh she goes um we're we're golfing right and we're in our we're i'm i'm older i'm t- over 21 so we're drawing golfing and having a good time and stuff and she would come up and say well she'd go i got six on that I go, well so did i which i didn't mm-hmm. right so we keep going keep going well now all of a sudden i've got her counting my stroke she's more worried about what i'm doing than what she's doing right and all of a sudden she goes i said i said i got five on that one she goes you did not you had nine <laughs> and i went well, Aunt Sandy, I only count the good ones. Those <laughs> bad ones, I leave them way in there, right? And she was so angry. She's so competitive, right? Because, like, I'm playing just as well as her, and she can't figure it out, right? And my dad and Uncle Carl, it was a family event. They were all laughing. And, oh, yeah. And then your Uncle Mike, we, she, Aunt, and, um, Aunt Sandy made me switch carts. So I was riding with your 
Uncle Mike and mm-hmm. pushed me out of the cart while I was going downhill. <laughs> oh yeah, it was it was. Great well, laughter. that's probably payback for when you pushed him out of your car, going downhill. He stole my chicken. Yeah. Yeah, he took my food. Yeah. So. Don't touch our food. Don't touch our food. Anyway, <laughs> there was things there was there was things that happened to Uncle Mike that were. He always wanted to hang out with us. He's four years younger. Mm-hmm. And so he was always hanging out with the older kids and stuff. He was more daring. He was very daring. He's so still kind of daring. He's always daring. Mm-hmm. Yes. He he would he would he would be the 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 brother that when you said hey to hang out with me you've got to go jump off this sixty foot cliff into the water. He's like okay. And he would do it. Kind of like Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. Just like Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. Barry had no. If they had fear, they didn't show it. Mm-hmm. And they would do that, right? Yeah. And and like he would dive. He was a great cliff diver, mm-hmm. right? And then, like, I would go up and jump, but he would always beat me to the jump. Like, he would jump first. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because he wanted to outdo me. And then we were riding motorcycles, and we were a big motorcycle family. And uh, on, I was riding this particular day, and I got a flat tire on the back tire, right? Mm-hmm. And he come flying by me, and he finally passed me. He was always on a smaller bike because he's four years younger, right? Yeah. And he comes flying by me, and he's passing me. That was always his goal, just pass me, <laughs> right? And he turned around to wave at me, you know, and, and uh, he, uh, when he waved at me, you know, he's looking at me. He hit this biggest piece of sagebrush I've ever seen. The <laughs> bike landed on his head. And the only thing he did was he got up. The bike's still running. He's got this black mark on his white helmet, right? And he gets up, and he goes, don't tell dad I wrecked the bike. And I was like, <laughs> you can, he can see you. <laughs> you know, you've got marks everywhere. You got dents on the bike, right? The gloss pipe was, but, uh, was, uh, uh, dented in and stuff. So it was really funny. So, and then it was like, it, it was just always that. But he, he was, he was in generally a better athlete than me. He was, I mean, he was younger than me, but, you yeah. know. He was he was he was a great little athlete. Well, you were also very tiny in high school. Oh, I was. I graduated. I think I, my senior year, I wrestled at one thirty-five. Yeah, you're, so, you were. And small. then when I was in Marine Corps, I wrestled in the Marine Corps, and I was wrestled the one fifty class. So, yeah. and then when I came out of the Marine Corps, I'd gotten into lifting and stuff. And when I come out of the Marine Corps, I was probably five eight, five nine, one eighty. Okay. So, Where I'd grown you? some. I'd grown some. I graduated when I was seventeen. So. High school? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were young. I know. I was young. I was, yeah. But you also had glasses in Oh, high I did school. have glasses, yeah. He was a little nerd. Yes, I was. Yes, I was. I had, I had the photo gray, photogenic glasses, so they would they would be sunglasses outside, and then inside they would be lighter. And so those those were really cool back in the day. And then they had the hinges so you wouldn't break, because I broke my glasses all the time. Most of the time there was tape around my glasses. If, if, if it would have been today where people could take pictures all the time, Mm-hmm. I don't know if your mom would have ever dated me. I mean, I was, I was just like, it was horrible. It was, it was like, I mean, it, it, they they gave us these glasses that were had the hinges and they were supposed to be unbreakable. And, and you found and, a no, way to break them. No, Mikey threw a football, a Nerf football at me, and it hit the corner of my glasses, and they broke. So it's Mikey's fault. Always Mikey's fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he'll love it when he hears this. So <laughs> Mikey never, Mike, well, Mike. Trouble a couple times, but only anyway, a couple. Only a couple. Yeah, not so too many. We were, we were a, we were we were a very outdoorsy family. We grew up in a town called Cooley Dam, Washington. Yeah, and so I'm not from Indiana. And no. you're not supposed to get in trouble there, but ever you can do whatever you want, and not get in trouble. But that's a lie. But literally, yeah. a family vacation, okay? And 
we are out visiting my grandma and and my grandpa and our family and we, my brother and I we are two peas in a pod we like to hang out and we also like to be outdoors and so we were like can we go on this hike and there my dad was like sure and he was like you can go anywhere and do anything and not get in trouble here in this small town well my brother and I were like okay like that's fine we go on a hike walk and we have one of my friends with me trinity and we walked up to this like fence thing and it says no trespassing and we were like okay so we weren't going to trespass so we just walked alongside the fence on this like steep hill type thing so like we were like kind of walking like sideways i guess i don't really know how to explain it halloween yeah and we walked all the way down and the fence just ends randomly but we just keep walking straight and like you could see the back of the coolie dam and so i started taking pictures of it because it's really cool and then this police officer pulls up and he's like asking how we got over there and um we were like we walked and then um by like he kept asking us questions we were like we just walked over here and then this the sheriff pulls up and then he asked us for our name and my brother he was like i'm jacob jacob molesky and as soon as he said our last name you could see like the steam rolling out of this guy's ears and like the hairs on the back of his neck stand up and like he was just like angry like you could still see his anger and he was like oh he's like well um he's like asking us like if we were related to grandma judy and we were like yeah and then he was like are you um he was she was he was like who's your dad because there were three three boys molluskies and we were like ziggy ziggy molluski and he was like oh i'll take you home so you guys got a ride in the cop car we we got a ride in the cop car but we were technically trespassing but we never crossed the fence but the fence ends. So, anyways, we didn't get in trouble, but we just got a cop car ride home. And then we pulled up, and Grandma Judy, she was like, oh, the kids are home. And my mom thought it was, Traumatic. like. Yeah. Well, she thought it was the neighbor kids. Yeah. That the neighbor kids got brought home, and the police officer brought them home. And then she realized it was you guys, and she was, like. Panic. She's panic. like, oh, my goodness. My kids are in a cop car. And then. <laughs> And then my my mom was like, no, no big <laughs> deal. And, you know, she, this has happened before. <laughs> like, deja vu. So. Yeah, well, when um, the sheriff comes up, he walks us up to um, the porch. And my dad comes out of the house. And he's like, oh, I haven't seen you in a while. Oh, he wasn't. He didn't talk like that. You were, you're saying <laughs> it like he was. Oh, I haven't seen you in a while. Let's have coffee. <laughs> he's he's like, I haven't seen you in a while. Huh? And I responded, I haven't done anything wrong in a while. Yeah, and that was the and, end of their and, conversation. And that was the end of the conversation. There is no there. love lost between <laughs> me and Mr. Tufts. So his name is Tufts. T U F F S. But honestly, if I was him, mm -hmm. I wouldn't like you either. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody has their opinion. <laughs> so you, you can be mean sometimes. I can be mean sometimes. Yeah. So not anymore. I used to be when I was young. When you so, were young. Yeah, when I was younger. I you're was, getting soft in your old age. I am. I'm getting 
Yes, I'm getting more lenient. I only control what I can control. Mm-hmm. I used to control, try to control everything, and I can't control it. So yeah. And I used to get into situations because I was defending a friend that may have been wrong, and then I would take, you know, hey, I can handle this, and I should have just let the friend get in trouble and move on. Yeah. So, anyway. You learn. You life, learn. Life, life lessons. lessons. Yeah. You learn as you so, get older. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so yeah, he's he's still there after X amount of years. And but it's really funny because like going in, my dad was like, my dad gets pulled over almost every time. When I go to that town. Yeah. Like, ev- like he'll just enter his like, welcome to Grand Coulee and then boom, cop car. <laughs> <laughs> but this time it was different. There was, was no the cop. It, it was, he did not get in trouble. I didn't get in trouble this time. But the kids are. I haven't been in trouble in since i moved away from there it's just the things that happened when i lived there yeah so anyway but that's not for public consumption (laughs) funny stories they are funny stories they are funny stories so even my mom laughs at some of them well yeah well didn't you get in trouble when you were older because she found out about a story that she yeah i i yeah i i got in trouble because i didn't tell my mom the truth (laughs) and i was in my 30s when i got in trouble so just so you know that my mom is like, I don't know. I'll she's smaller than her. me. She's like 6'2", 250 pounds. No. She's like the, she's, and she can hit. <laughs> I mean, I'm kidding. My mom, she, my mom is like 5'1", maybe. She's like, I don't know if she pressed 100 know, pounds. I don't even know if she's 5'1". No, she's smaller she's, than me. She's like such I, a great lady. She is so sweet. Yes. Actually, she's stubborn too. Yes, she is. I come, Judy. Hot I, Rod Judy. Yes. And... She, she's smaller than me. Let's just say that. And so if you see me in person, she's tiny. Mm-hmm. Yes. But she, she's rotten too. I love her. She's amazing. She was, she was, um, she was a, um, she showed tough love to all three of her boys. So it was my dad, mm-hmm. my two younger brothers, myself, and my mom. Mm-hmm. So my mom had to be, she held her own. Yeah. And she would she was not afraid. Matter of fact, we were we were relieved on the days that she would say, I'm going to tell your father. Mm-hmm. And we would be like, Oh great. <laughs> Jeez, just yeah, go tell dad. Go tell dad. <laughs> when she decided she was gonna handle it, it was like, Oh, this is this is not good. There were there were there were wooden spoons, paddles, anything that wasn't tied down. A she, chair. She she would she would take care of it. Mm-hmm. So but you, you tell those stories, and I cannot see her doing that at all. Because anytime I walk in, Grace oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and a She's huge a hug. But that's, that's the grandma's job is to be <laughs> is to be loving and sh- you know show the you know show that you have an opportunity to make it through the process, right? Because parents are supposed to set the line mm-hmm. and dare you to cross the line, right? I mean, that's really what it is. I mean, children s- see the line, they cross the line to find out what's on the other side. Right. Yeah. And there's always lines. There's always a new line. Mm-hmm. Right. And you just have to have, but you have to have consistency. The biggest thing in the house is consistency. Yeah. Your mom and I may not always agree on the way we should handle a situation, but we handle that as adults, and then we ag- we agree on how we're going to handle it. Yeah. Right. So. Mhm. And sometimes her ideas are better. Yeah, I would probably take <laughs> sometimes out of that sense. I'm gonna say that the majority of the time, your mom, your mom, yeah, you know, we always went with your mom. Not always, but we would go with your mom's thought process, 
first. Mm -hmm. And then if that didn't work, then she'd. She's like, okay. Go ahead. Go for it. <laughs> go do it your way. <laughs> well. And, and, then, and then because it was the second time, that was, you know, and usually there wasn't a third time. Yeah. So, for either one of you. Yeah. So. Well, I got in a, um, you tell the story, it's funny, but to just show my long line of stubbornness and that I get it from, honestly, from my family, <laughs> when you put me in time out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would always get in trouble for putting either you or Jacob in the timeout because I'd swat you on the way to timeout. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I, I can bark a little bit, and then sometimes, you know, like your mom would always say, when do they know you're mad? I go, oh, they're going to know when I'm mad, <laughs> right? <laughs> which, which, which you can tell the difference. Yes, because there's a, like a wake-up voice, and then there's like you're in trouble voice which yeah. i don't really and get I, the you're in trouble voice often not often no but really anyway never. You, jacob was jacob was at clark and he had some homework on the computer and this is before laptops and everything else so we had a we had a desktop computer upstairs mm -hmm. and jacob was using it to do his homework and you wanted to be on the computer at the same time and you were bothering him and you had a computer. I wasn't bothering him. We yes. were we were no, bonding. No, no, you weren't bonding. You weren't bonding. You were bothering him. You were being a little sister. So anyway, he you had this computer, Fisher Price computer. It had a little cord on it with the keyboard and I think it had a mouse attached to it, so two little cords and then it had a screen and it would work. It would do fun stuff and I think you could even print from it. Um, if I recall, that's a it. fancy computer. Yeah, it was a fancy little kid coming Fisher Price. I don't know who got it for you, some birthday present or something or Christmas. Anyway, you had that to use, right? But you didn't want to use that. So when I said, you have to go use that, and then Jacob's got to get his homework done, right? You got mad and pushed it off the desk, right? I and so, never. Oh, yeah, 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 right <laughs> to the floor. So I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Give me a little attitude. I can handle this, right? So I grabbed <laughs> you, time out, boom, swatted you, put you on the couch. And you're sitting there, and you were pounding. I wish I could. I wish I We probably took a picture of it, maybe, but we didn't have – pictures on our phones or anything yeah. like that at that time it was all you know so we probably didn't get a picture of it but you had the biggest lip you were just mm, you were angry and everything else <laughs> it was so cute and <laughs> anyway i said okay you can get out of timeout now you have to get you have to go pick up that computer so if you get out of timeout go pick up the computer we're done if you don't pick it up and it was this was something you could pick up i mean it was you moved it from room to room every day right mm -hmm. so it wasn't like you couldn't pick it up so you got up and if you would have went left, it would have been like five steps away, right? But you went right in our great room, and you went all the way around every piece of furniture, <laughs> all the way around the other side of the room. It's a rectangular room, down to the stairs. You didn't go. If I said if you go down those stairs, I'm whooping you. <laughs> right? So you didn't go down the stairs, and you worked your way back around. <laughs> totally distracting, Jacob. By the way, he's not even getting his homework done because he's watching this. He was like, "Wow, this is entertaining, right?" Dad's mad. The dad's mad at my sister. That never happens, right? And so anyway, he comes in, and you go over there and you pick up this computer and you pick it up like it's two hundred and fifty pounds. Now, mind you, you're probably four or five years old, like young, right? Yeah. And so, you know, you're sitting there, man, you've got your back arched, and you're trying to push it up there, and you finally get it up like you can never lift it. And your mom's looking, and she's like, she wants to go over and help you. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 she can do this, right? This is not too heavy for her. <laughs> you put it up there, you're all mad. And I said, well, now go ahead and work on the computer. I don't need to now. <laughs> and then you walked off, went and did your thing, and then came back when Jacob was done and used the regular computer. But so your mom scares me sometimes. 
But she she is a different type of scary. Because, like, your voice is scary, but you personally, not scary. Because, I mean, you can bite, but you're almost all bark. Yeah. And mom doesn't bark. She just bites. <laughs> yeah, she <definitely. laughs> That's true. That's true. So, like, when you make and mom your mom, well, no, no, no. Your mom will be, like, like she's the But, nicest, like, she's the nicest Nicest, <laughs> nicest person in the world, right? I yeah. mean, biggest, hardest. I mean, smile. She's just awesome, mm-hmm. right? And then sometimes it's just, like, you, you don't even realize that that you're going to get bit. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, what did I do? Mm-hmm. You know? I don't even know what I did, mm-hmm. you know? But I do know what I did, but had yeah. done, right? Mm-hmm. But she's... But yeah, she's she's just when she says something, it's just like there's just a tone, and it's not a loud tone. It's just a, it's the, a, yeah, it's just a word, mm-hmm. right? It's like I'm fine. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> I use the I hate that word. Fine. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't use the word fine. I mean, I I don't like the word. I that, <laughs> fine doesn't mean fine. My, fine means there's something else behind that. And if you're gonna do it, you're gonna get in trouble. <laughs> fine, go ahead. That is not an okay. <laughs> All right. Fine, go ahead is not a statement of go ahead and do that. Fine, go ahead means that there's gonna be consequences <laughs> on the other side. And if you're tough enough to take them, go ahead and try it. Uh, yeah, but um, mom. She is so sweet. She's the best. She is. She's amazing. So your mom scares me sometimes. Well, she she is a different type of scary. Cause like, your voice is scary, but you personally not scary. Cause, I mean, you can bite, but you're almost all bark. Yeah. And mom doesn't bark. She just bites. <laughs> yeah. <she has> <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. So like when you make and mama, your mom, well no 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 your mom will be like like she's the but nicest, like she's the nicest nicest <laughs> nicest person in the world right I yeah. mean biggest hardest I mean smile she's just awesome mm-hmm. right and then sometimes it's just like you, you don't even realize that that you're gonna get bit mm-hmm. it's just like what did I do mm-hmm. you know I don't even know what I did mm-hmm. you know but I do know what I did but had yeah. done right mm-hmm. but she's but yeah, she's she's just when she says something, it's just like there's just a tone, and it's not a loud tone. It's just a, it's a, yeah, it's just a word, mm-hmm. right? It's like I'm fine. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> I used to I hate that you. word. Fine. I, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't use the word fine. I mean, I I don't like the word. I that <laughs> fine doesn't mean fine. My, fine means there's something else behind that. And if you're gonna do it, you're gonna get in trouble. <laughs> fine, go ahead. That is not an okay. <laughs> All right. Fine, go ahead is not a statement of go ahead and do that. <laughs> fine, go ahead means that there's gonna be consequences <laughs> on the other side. And if you're tough enough to take them, go ahead and try it. Uh, yeah, but um, mom. She is so sweet. She's the best. She is. She's amazing. But when when Mama Bear gets mad, you you just you take it, and yeah, and you're just like yes. Ma'am, and she doesn't sorry, get ma'am. mad. As, well, she doesn't. She's so patient. She doesn't. Yeah, she rarely ever gets, gets mad. mad. And if you communicate, she doesn't. She just wants communication. Yep. As long as you communicate, she's in. Yeah. She she doesn't get mad that fast. She does no. I really haven't seen her angry like annoyed yeah angry no yeah you don't want to see that yeah but i also don't work like she's also not my boss Mm. (laughs) yeah i've heard really good things about her being as a as a boss like when you talk to people about this is my boss you know Mm -hmm. i've heard good things now she's a she has 
she's very structured in yeah. her management style, right? So mm-hmm. she's a she she doesn't mess around, but she's very direct. Like even she's given me great advice on on how to handle situations at my work about being direct. Don't you know? Mm-hmm. Just state the facts. Yeah. This is why it is this way. This is what you have to do to change to make it different. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because different isn't always better. Yes. Right. But this is what you have to do, and then be direct and to the point. Yeah. And sometimes I'm sometimes I'm direct. I can be passive aggressive at times. Yeah. There's times when I can, you know, pick mm-hmm. a different path, not be quite direct of what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. So, but then once you cross the line, I'm as direct as you can be. <laughs> yes, so. all those lines crossing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have lines. You have lines. They're in the sand most of the time. They move. <laughs> they, you know, that's what mom would say. You, you change the rules. And I go no, like, like for like, you guys. No, when we play games, you like to change the rules. Like what? Card games. Yeah, anything to make you win. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> At all. No. That's called cheating. That's not cheating. It's adapting. <laughs> you adapt, you overcome. All right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Hmm. Okay. So, but there are rules. There are rules that can't be broke. Yeah. You know, just like here. The biggest rule that we have with your mom and I mm-hmm. is trust. You have to trust the person you're with. Mm-hmm. So that's what our relationship's built on. If you had to put one word, what our relationship's about is trust. Yeah. So I have a funny story about that, though. What? Mm-hmm. Well, it's not about trust. It's just about our relationship. <laughs> oh, gosh. So. Relationship with So we recently went through our yearly checkup with our family doctor, right? Oh, gosh. And our family doctor, <laughs> okay, who's who's just a great. Uh, we love her. Anyway, um, I go in. I get to check up, and you know my my numbers look good, and all my all my whatever they're checking. I don't know what they're checking, but whatever they check, they go. You're healthy. So the the one nurse practitioner says, surprisingly, all your numbers look good, because everybody knows I'm not in the best shape of my life. Yeah. All right. I've been in better shape. Mm-hmm. All right. However. My numbers are good. My heart's great. My cholesterol, everything's good. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so, but they expect it to be bad, I guess. I don't know, but I'm good. So I'm in good shape. Now, <coughs> Tamara goes in, and she comes back, and she goes, the doctor asked me, what have I done to stay married for so long? I said, that's weird. I didn't get that question. <laughs> <laughs> That's how patient your mom is. So. Yeah, but we've been together since we got married in 1998. But you guys, we've known guys- we've I've known your mom since 1990. I moved back here from Hawaii. I was stationed in Hawaii. Left mm-hmm. Hawaii, went home for a month or Grand Coulee for a month. And when I left Washington State in 1990, um, I've been back here ever since. And. I got here the 1st of March, and I think by the end of March, 1st of April, I'd met your mom, mm-hmm. or first part of April. We hired in at um, Sears Automotive. I was a mechanic in the back, and she was a um, greeter up front, writing tickets and taking, yeah. taking work orders and stuff. So, And then we've been friends ever since, and 
sometime around 94, I think we started dating. Got she in. finally said yes after, like, <clears throat> I really no. thought she chased me, but. That. <laughs> That's so funny. I know. She didn't chase me. <laughs> no. No. Actually, actually, what happened was over that time period, every, you know, because we're young kids, right? We're not making a lot of money. We're just kind of finding our way through life. Mm-hmm. And uh, as any, as, as. I won't say any young kid, but there are young kids that, that that don't make the right choices at the right time. All right, um, I was I was in school and I was you know studying, working, going to trade school, working for Cummins and things like that. So there's a lot of good things I was doing, but I was making some not, not wise so, not wise choices at the time too. Right, so mm-hmm. you're working through and nothing you can't recover from, but they weren't good choices. Yeah, and, uh, um, and you know, and I love what Coach Fisher. Um, says you know right place right time with the right people Mm -hmm. and that that is true no matter what environment you're in all right if you're in if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people the result's not going to be good yeah if you're in the right place with the right people at the right time you're going to be okay Mm -hmm. all right and it took a while for me to figure that out too Mm -hmm. all right i moved back here and i didn't have i didn't know anyone yeah so i had to kind of navigate through is that a friend or is that just somebody that was fun to hang out with for an evening yeah. Right. And then you kind of walk your way through that until you define, until you find good people. Right. Yeah. Cause I, you know, you come up, talk to me, I'll talk to you and t- things like that. And you know, it was just kind of the way it was. So, and then, um, and then I met your mom and then I met her family and her family was, um, you always, um, I won't say the typical Indiana family, but I know at the, when I worked at Cummins, I had really good friends. Steve Bonnie was a was a gentleman that guided me, um, was a great friend to me, um, opened his house to me, right? Mm-hmm. And then there was uh, Dave Foster. Um, he was a good, great guy. He still works at Cummins too, right? Um, and then there was other families too that just kind of, you started finding the right people to mm-hmm. hang out with it, and then things got well. And then when I was going through trade school, that's where I wasn't, you know, just trying to figure out who was good and who wasn't. I, um, uh, Jeff Price, all right, mm-hmm. who's now a family member, right? I went to trade school with him. And then, um, you know, another great person, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so again, but there was, there was a lot of bad people. I won't say who they were and stuff, and it put me in some questionable situations. Yeah. So some of the names I don't even remember. I remember the situation, but I don't remember the name of the people I was with because <laughs> they weren't that good of friends. Yeah. So... And that's something that you have to watch out for, you know, as you're graduating mm-hmm. um, and moving on, it's really, it's really important that you, 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 you're going to meet new people. That's the college experience. That's the life experience. You leave high school, you don't have your friends that you've had since grade school, right? And, and, so and, some, and some of your new friends that you've met in high school that you can go to grade school with, but you've known them since junior high, high school, things like that, right? Now you're going to go out and meet new people. And there's, they're not always, they're going to appear to be good because you don't know them that well. Mm-hmm. But it's very important that you can qualify who you're hanging out with very quickly. And it's going to be hard. There's mm-hmm. going to be challenges. And sometimes you might pick the wrong person. Doesn't mean that's bad. It's just you have to find out what that person's doing, what their priorities are. And you're going to go experience life. And that can be a difficult challenge. So I'll have more, I'll have more for you on that. Okay. Thanks. Life advice. Well, some of my life advice may not be good on the air. Yeah, I know. So just to be honest. 
<laughs> all right? Not that it's bad. It's just I may not say it correctly. Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> anyway. You've lived. I have. I've, I've traveled this uh, and partially because of Cummins, the military, mm-hmm. and my my ability to, I'll say, break down barriers. All right, not let okay. my pat, not let my past lead me. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I came from a very rough family. We are we are a hardworking, no tolerance family. All right, our discipline was swift and harsh. Yeah. Timeouts were not the first choice. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Timeouts would have been like, what is that? Right? <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, I mean, we, but but we were a loving family. Yeah. All right. Sometimes people would define that as tough love, but we loved each other. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, uh, we are, you know, again, we are a working family. Dad got up every day and went to work. Mom got up, went to work. I, you know, mom didn't work until I was in high school. Just the way it was. Dad worked. Um, we weren't. Uh, I'll be. I'll tell you. I grew up in a mobile home. Yeah. Right. Our house was on wheels, so that that we could go from job to job. Dad worked construction. Mm-hmm. Right. He was a construction worker for for. He was a construction worker for my high school years. Through my high school years. Now he made decisions. Him and mom made decisions so that I could stay in the same school district. The I graduated. I started in kindergarten. And I stayed there through 12. And dad would drive and not come home. You know, I mean, he was working construction yeah. right, in the Northwest. That's how we got to the Grand Coulee Dam because he was a worker on that dam. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and uh, again, I'm going to regress for a second because that Grand Coulee Dam, if anybody's interested, it is a concrete structure that sits on the Columbia River. It's the first dam on the Columbia River, all right, south of the Canadian border. Uh, it was the first dam on the river in back in the 30s. All right. They started construction on 1933. It is a mile wide. It's 550 feet wide at the base, 550 feet tall. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you look at it from the side, it makes a right triangle. It's got just shy of 12 million yards of concrete in it to give that um, some uh, visual because 12 million. What is that? Right. Mm-hmm. If you if you built. If you built a sidewalk around the equator of the earth, it would go around two times. Oh, wow. All right. That's how much concrete is in this dam. Until they built the Three Gorges Dam in China, uh, it was the world's largest concrete structure in Grand Coulee Dam. All right. Um, it is It is a very interesting area. It's outdoorsy. It's yeah. you know, fishing, hunting, um, water tubing. skiing, tubing. Mm-hmm. Um it was um, a lot of hiking, mm-hmm. um, but the, um, if a lot you're, of rattlesnakes. A lot of rattlesnakes. Um, at one time, you'd walk off the back porch. Um, I, I, I joked that I, I moved into a home when I was in the third or fourth grade, and that's because we took the wheels off the trailer <laughs> and we put a we put a flower bed around it, right? Concrete. <laughs> it was awesome. It was it was a great home. All right. Mm-hmm. I, it, it wasn't a big house, but it was a great home. All right. Um, the um, uh, and you've sat with one of my oldest friends, Joey Oliver. Yeah. Right? All right. And, and, and I've known Joey since we were in the third grade. And um, 
we've got some really crazy stories. Funny, funny yeah. stories. A lot of people, I'll tell my stories, and a lot of people say, no, that couldn't happen, that couldn't and happen. Then and then comes Joey comes and tells <laughs> the same exact story in the same exact way. Yeah, yeah, and it was like, there, and, but there's things like Joey will say, and I'll be like, I don't remember that. And he'll be like, oh, yeah, you were there. And, you know, and so, uh-huh. I mean, we'd have BB gun fights and shoot each other. Run into poles off run, of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fly <laughs> off. Because we, we, we would get on the hood of a car and his brothers that were older than us. Yeah, so you're right? kind of like Mikey in the situation. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So I was the oldest in my family. Joey was the youngest. Yeah. So his older brothers would, Jimmy, see, so it was Gary, who we called Bear because he was huge. Like, he's just the biggest man I've ever known, <laughs> right? I love him today. He's, they're all like my brothers. It's just my yeah. second family, right? And then there was uh, uh, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. All right. He was a wild one. He could break anything. If it had a mortar in it, he could break it. <laughs> I mean, he knew how to fix it. I mean, he, yeah. you know, and, and then, but he was, he was always, I mean, he could, he could ride motorcycles like nobody's business, right? And then there was John. And John, uh, so mean. <laughs> So mean. I mean, for somebody that's a fairly nice guy as he got old, when he was younger, I mean, he he would just beat us. Like, he had to walk through Joey's room to get to his room the way their house was set up, right? Okay. And every time he walked through the room, he'd hit us. And I'd be sitting there, you know, be hanging out with Joey or whatever, and he would just beat us up. I mean, bully us. I mean, you want to talk about, I mean, he just beat us. And, you know, he was just, but he, he always had our back, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he, he just loved beating us. <laughs> And then, and then there was Joey, and Joey and I just did fun stuff. Yes. So, but they put us on a uh, on a hood of a car. They didn't put you on it. You just. I always thought they made me do everything I had to do. Right? <laughs> they were big, right? And so anyway, we get uh, Joey and I have joked around that we went to our twentieth reunion, and we got we got bullied by kindergartners because that's how small we were in high school. <laughs> we were the same size, like we both wrestled the same weight class, uh-huh. right? And then. Uh, Anyway, uh, well, not exactly the same weight class, but right there together, yeah. right? And then um, he, uh, he what he do? He said, um, uh, we got on the hood of the car, and we came into town, and there's a causeway coming into the town. It's a mile-long causeway. And we come into this town, and they take this corner, and the sled just went around the car, and both of us hit a telephone pole. Yes. And we were probably doing, I, we weren't doing five mile an hour, right? But I don't remember the story. But we both walked home bleeding, right? Mm-hmm. And they were trying to tell us, you know, don't go home, don't go home, because they knew they were going to get in trouble, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, send the two little brothers home <laughs> bleeding to death, right? So, and then his, we'd have water fights in their house, like with, with the garden hoses in the summer. <laughs> it was just, so, mayhem, total mayhem. So, anyway, so that was a little bit about my childhood. Yeah. So, it was fun. We did, we just played outdoors all the time. So. Yes. And. But like like the town I grew up in didn't have a fast food restaurant. Yes, I, I know. No stoplights. There was one flashing light in town. So we just did a lot. Yeah. So it was you had a fun childhood. I did. I had a great childhood. <laughs> so and then I got you know, and then I got to travel we we started talking about my travels. All right, I left Grand Coulee, I went in the Marine Corps. Um I got to go to California for the f- second time in my life. I went to Disneyland once. And then um, and then we went to, um, after we went to, um, spent some time in California where I was in an earthquake. Wasn't a very big earthquake, but it felt like it was the biggest earthquake ever, right? And uh, uh, it was probably a small tremor, you know, five, yeah. you know, f- five to six magnitude, right? 
something like that. Anyway, I wake up and my wall locker is like almost ready to come down on the bed. I don't know what that noise is. <laughs> Keep All going. Right. All right. So anyway, the wall locker is going to come down on the bed. Scared the heck out of me. I never want to live in California because okay. of that. Just because of that. I, I mean, I mean, I don't know if California is good or bad. It's got some good areas. I've been to California several times, mm-hmm. and there's areas I like. I'm not a big city guy per se. I Same. Like, I I'm like living around the city, but I don't like to be in the city. Yeah. And then, and then I went to, I got stationed in Hawaii. And, oh, was that so horrible. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, getting up every day and grabbing your boogie. I tried surfing, and I fell off the surfboard. It hit me in the head, and when I opened my eyes underwater, like I didn't knock me out or anything, but yeah. it hit me in the head. Right, And when I opened my eyes, I saw a hammerhead shark. And I was like, yeah, I'm not surfing anymore. <laughs> But I boogie board, which is, I don't know why I thought that was safe, whatever, but I, I boogie board a lot, and that was really fun. And then I met people over there. I worked at a gas station, 76 gas station over there. You pump gas for people. So I pump gas and check their oil and clean their windshields. Then I, that's when I kind of started mechanicing on cars. Yeah. And they started letting me turn wrenches. And so when I wasn't overseas, I worked at the 76 gas station across from the Kalua Mall, and it was awesome. So many great people there. I've gone, been back a couple times and got to see them. Um, and then, uh, uh, I never got to go to Hawaii. Yeah. You were in Hawaii once you were in mom's womb, but you were in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> and then we went to, we went to, uh, I don't know why we're getting a little feedback there, but we'll have to cut that. There we go. I keep talking. Just keep talking. Anyway, we go to, we go to, uh, um, Hawaii, I got to go to Okinawa, Japan, got to go to Korea, uh, a little bit of time in the Philippines, but not enough to talk about because we were doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we got to do some operations and, you know, the stuff in the Marine Corps was awesome. I love the Marine Corps. I love the, the, the bond, the brotherhood of the Marine Corps. Um, I love serving our country. Um, I've been to third world countries. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to, um, I went on a mission trip later in life down to um, um, not the Dominican but down in that down in that area so um, and then I went to um, I can't think of the place I went I'll think of it here in a minute anyway uh, did a mission trip built uh, a water cistern system for people to get water because they were dipping water out of a river riverbed and having to boil it so we built them a big cistern and stuff and it was really cool um, Haiti. I went to Haiti. I'm sorry. I did. Uh, there we go. I mean, uh, I did a thing in thing in Haiti. Uh, got left there. Uh, you got the, left in Haiti. I got left in Haiti. And it, what had happened was um, we went to the airport. I was last in line because I always let people go first. Yeah. And I go last, and it's no big deal. And anyway, everybody on the plane got on the plane, but me. And so I was in, um, they, I don't know, they, they had guns and they said, I can't go past this point. So I didn't go past, I stopped. And so I'm up against this wall where you like get tickets and it's different in a third world country. In America, you get in line, you follow and there's order and everything else. This is mad chaos. Everybody's yelling, screaming. I'm pushed up against this podium and I can't breathe. And, and, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I don't understand the language and it appears that no one there knows my language either so like a foreign exchange student over here i can't imagine sometimes the stress they have when they don't understand our language right so anyway i'm just like and finally i just did the wrong thing but i yelled i was like 
hey, everybody shut up, listen to me, you know, <laughs> did my Ziggy thing, right? Yeah. And they looked at me and they really, you know, the one lady says, it's okay. There's a second plane coming at 2 p.m. And I walked away and I waited. And so what had happened was this was like a 6 or 7 a.m. flight. Everybody got on there and left. And I was the only one not getting on the plane in our group. And our, and our sponsor that was there had already left because we were at the airport. We'll be fine. We'll get on and go. Mm-hmm. Well, here, I don't have a ticket because what happened was the plane broke down the night before. So they had last night's plane and today's plane. People from last night got on first, then whatever they had left over Mm -hmm. got on, and then they had to wait till the afternoon to get a larger plane to get caught back up. Yeah. So, end of the story is not as bad as the moment that when you're looking (laughs) around and there's AK-47s there, and you can't speak the language. That's pretty scary. Yeah. All right, and you know, so so there's been those moments. Uh, I've gotten to go on a river cruise over to Budapest and down the Danube and. Prague and all that kind of stuff. You got to go to Italy. Italy, Been to Italy. And um, some of that's, it's all because of Cummins. It's all because of the work I've done. But then it's also the the opportunity. You know, we got to go to Italy because we were open and said, hey, let's try it. Let's try letting a foreign exchange student live with us. Let's let a total stranger come into our house and stay with us. And that was Marco. And that was so cool. Mm -hmm. And the opportunities that became that that opened up because we said yes yeah you know i always say this about work i'm where i'm at in my in my employment because i said yes yeah when they said will you be the lead tech on this engine yes i'll be i'll do it nobody wanted to work on it It was a hard application it's a trash truck got maggots all over it and everything else but i said yes then that led to another opportunity then i said yes to saying i'll do training led to another opportunity and then, so I always, when, when, when an employer asked if I would do this opportunity, I said yes, right? So when you ask a player to say, will you go to, will you go to guard? I know you're a fullback. Will you go play guard? You don't know what your next opportunity is. So your goal is to just keep playing. So my goal was to just keep working, mm-hmm. right? So I always said yes. And yes has led to a good outcome yeah. at the end. Right. Yeah. So that's, you know, now saying yes and making sure you stay safe. There's two different things to that. Right. So you know. our foreign exchange students have been amazing, though. Oh, they are awesome. So we had Marco. Mm-hmm. All right. And then his family was so great. Amazing. And amazing. And they're like, oh, you've got to come see us. And then they, they Let's surprise him for his 18th birthday. Yeah. And so be turning 18 in Italy is like turning 21 here yes. or sweet 16 type thing. Yeah. Right. And so. Um, he had just left us the next week he turned 18 and we got to surprise him. And a, a lot of that has to do with his parents, his yeah. parents, his parents, um, uh, made it possible for mm-hmm. us to go over there. Well, um, here's the thing you guys knew about it almost all year. And I didn't know until we knew, we knew, we knew since February that we were going there in, in, in June yeah, or July. But here's the thing. We dropped him off at the airport. Mom was crying. Aunt Beth was crying. Mimi was crying. They were like, oh, I'm just, we're going to miss you. They're just bawling their eyes out. And then we go out to eat after the airport, and they're like, they hand me a notebook with, like, Italy stuff Italy stuff on it. And then they hand me, like, a, um, a, picture, a picture stick yeah. to put your, like, phone on. And then they hand me um, something else. And I'm like, why am I getting presents? And they're like, well, we have a surprise. And I'm like, what? And they're like, we're going to Italy next week. And I was like, then why are you guys crying now? <laughs> but 
yeah, that was a surprise, and I was mad that you guys didn't tell me. But apparently, I can't keep secrets. We didn't want to risk it. <laughs> it was a big deal. Like yeah. the 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 least amount of people that knew that we were going, the better. Because it almost came out anyway at the airport. How? Uh, and that might have been from your mom. She or mom might have just, you know, I, I like, see you soon. Yes, see you soon. Right. You know, I mean, don't be a stranger, that type of thing, you know. But he was so shocked when we showed up at his house. He was. He had no idea. We snuck into the country. <laughs> Did not sneak into the country. <laughs> but his dad was like, he's. Well, he was pre- president of the region. Like, yeah, he was president of the region. And it was, you know, you know you're with somebody that is like, you know, connected, if you will. Uh, and not in a mafia standpoint, but like he's in charge type yeah. thing. When you get in line to go through security at the airport and he walks around and goes through a side door because I saw the door that they <laughs> let him through and we go through security and he's on the other side so he can hang out with us a little bit longer when we're leaving. Yeah. And like he, I mean, he just made our, him and his wife made our trip so, so fabulous. We got yes. to go to Milan. We got to go. Um, they have the best ice cream. Over oh, they there. do. They have the so awesome. good. Yeah, we got to go to Rome. We got to go to um, Florence, Florence uh, which has the castle, just like in that one video game that Jacob was playing at all the time. Yeah, Assassin's Assass- Creed. Yeah. yeah, and it's funny because like he was on his phone a lot during this trip, and he looked up from his video game, and he was like, "Oh, this is in my video game," and he literally led us through. Yes, Florence. he took us everywhere. Like he knew where he was. Yes. <laughs> it was really cool. And then and then he was uh um but he had his birthday over there too. Yeah, he did. Um his 15th? Mm, yeah. 16th. 16th maybe. 16th maybe 16th birthday over there. Yeah. That was really cool. And then we had Pablo. Yes. Uh-huh. From the Canary Islands. Oh, Jacob had his 14th birthday over there because then we had Pablo and Pablo and him were the same age at 15. 15. Yeah, so Jacob was over there on his 14th birthday. Okay. And then Pablo from the Canary Islands. Yes. He was awesome. He was. So. And then um, we. He played soccer for Whiteland, and they had a fabulous year. Yeah, because there's also another foreign exchange student from somewhere that played soccer, too. Yeah. And then um, we let um, Ali, Alessandra from Brazil, stay with us for fall Mm -hmm. break while her host family went on vacation. Yeah, she was was so cool. She's so cool. She is. She's so sweet. And then we had Mostafa from Egypt. What day is it? Hump day. Oh my goodness. Oh, he loved that so much. He, my best no. story. My best story about him. Sorry to cut Go you for off. It. My best story was he would say, "Students keep asking me to say bad words in my language." <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And I told him. I said. And he was frustrated about it because he says, I don't say bad words. He was a really, really kind, kind person. Yes. And he goes, he says, I, I don't say bad words. And I said, well, just tell them good words and they'll think it's a bad word and they won't know the difference. And he was just, he thought that was so cool. And he was like, oh, it works so well. Well, he also, he got. <laughs> so if you think you learned a bad word from Mustafa in his didn't. language, you probably didn't. <laughs> the night he came down with that silver case, though. Oh, he played table tennis. Oh yes, ping pong, and he was not. I mean, table tennis. I mean, I took him over to the USA uh, tabletop, you know, USA ping pong thing, and it's on it's on uh, East Washington Street, Mm -hmm. and it's a club and USA um, sponsored, and he went in there and. 
played extremely well. I won't say he dominated, but he was really good. He held his own yeah. against good people in there. So, But he came down with this silver case, and I thought it was – Well, he was like, I have to show you something. Yeah, and then comes down, and it looked like it was a weapon. <laughs> and then he opened it, and it's this cool ping pong Paddle. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, cool. Because <laughs> so, that's the fun part is they, yeah. they, getting over the language. Um, and I'll call it a barrier because it is. It's it's a barrier to communication, mm-hmm. right? But getting over that and then learning and then they, they get better at their English. And then we get better at understanding. And it's just. Other cultures, yeah. Yeah, and it's so cool. I I love them so yes. much. And but we he, stay in contact with we all do. of them. He cracks me up, though, because, like, he. Students ask them all the time, do you ride camels to school? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I, w- I would pick on him, too, because he showed a picture of his home and there was grass. And I was like, there's grass in Egypt. <laughs> you know? And so, anyway, it was cool. It was cool. Yes. But so. he got so annoyed. He was yeah, oh, like, yeah. He would get so. He was like. <laughs> he was yeah. like, you guys are so dumb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like because no. he'd take his liberty. Then he started. He would get a sense of humor too. Yes. Because I, I, you know, we talk. We don't talk English. We talk a slang. Yeah. Every every part of our country has a different interpretation of the English language. Yeah. Right, which makes it very hard to learn and very hard when you go into those. Like if you go down to Louisiana, if you mm-hmm. go over to New York City, you know, out west has a different way. You if know you what I mean? Texas. Yeah. You go to Nashville. You know, mm-hmm. everybody has a little. You know, a little difference to the English language, a little accent, things yeah. like that. Well, it's hard for people to understand. So, you know, um, uh, like when Marco came over, he studied English. He knew he wanted to come over here, right? Yeah. And he'd be like, where do you put the rubbish? Yeah. Pop- it was like, speak do you want proper- me to take out the rubbish yeah, can? Like, yeah, and my yeah, mom yeah. was like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? what? <laughs> the rubbish, what? <laughs> yeah. He studied so, Oxford English. Yes, it was funny. So. Anyway, but it was, but we, but by traveling, we get to experience that too because mm-hmm. they don't understand our English either. So, or even like mom would try to, she took those. Oh my goodness. We uh, went to in Italy. Italy. We I went to, to a, a pizza. pizza place. Yeah, but we weren't with any Anybody of Marco or his, his family. family. Like we friends. went just us yes. to this pizza place. Thinking we could order a pizza and a and, Coke. And, and my mom. She was trying so hard. She studied Italian. She was trying to learn Italian. She got like five different apps, a book. She was reading the book the whole flight over. She was talking and like she tried to pick up some from Marco. She would get over there. And first of all, she complimented um, Marco's grandma's soap. And <laughs> said <laughs> it was really good, but she meant soup. And then, and then she's trying to order a pizza. And they like there were people recording us. Oh yeah. Like yeah, I'm yeah. sure we went viral in Italy oh, just because like What about that ice cream place we'd go down to every night? Marco's uh, dad would take us walk we walk so down the hill. Good, yes. Oh, yes. We'd go on a, like a mile walk to go get ice cream and Danishes and it was It was, it was so awesome. good. So good. Awesome. Yes. And but then yeah, so it was cool. It was fun. 
my mom trying to order us a pizza in Italian was probably the funniest thing. Yeah. And Beth ended up just go reaching over the counter and pointing, pointing to the box at the whole and then, box and then, we, and, then we, and, then we, and then we pointed to the type of pizza <laughs> we wanted or something like that. But it was it was, it was we got what we wanted. We I think we, yeah, we got something. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know if it was what we wanted, but it was good enough. And we or laughed. we just got ice cream after. Yeah, we were like we just, never mind. No, no, no. We ate pizza. It was all good. So. <laughs> No, then, it was uh, so um, funny though. It was great, great family time. So Jacob, and talking about family time. Anytime we go on a family vacation, the worst things happen to my brother. Oh, he's like. <laughs> he's like, like. He got stepped on a stingray. Well, no. First Italy trip, we. Well, whatever that surgeon, right? Yeah, they put all those things sea, in his feet. The sea urchin. Yes, yeah, sea he, urchin. He stepped on a sea urchin as we're in this beautiful beach in Italy, and. He, he got like yeah, 17. In the Mediterranean. It was, yeah. it was so it was gorgeous. gorgeous. And he comes out like. 17 spikes in his foot. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this is bad, bad, bad. You yeah. Because it can be poisonous and, uh-huh. and kill you. So anyway, with that kind so of. So the whole time he's walking, kind of lipping around because he has 17 spikes in his foot. And we were taking them out like as they would come out. Yes. And but before that. His luggage got lost from New York oh, to did, Italy. Yes, so he so. only had like three pairs of clothes in his backpack that he had with him. And he, like, if that happened to anyone else in our family, it would have ruined the trip. Like, yes. he's such a trooper. Yeah. Because if it happened to anyone else, if it happened well, to you, you'd be so well, angry. But he's, he's, he's always prepared. He, like, <laughs> had, he had, um, he had three days of clothes in his backpack. Yeah. Right? And he had, and he had swim trunks and in his backpack. And he had swim trunks. Yeah, like, he had everything he could, <laughs> everything he needed for existence. Yeah. He was prepared for. And then so it didn't ruin anything. It was just we were waiting on his stuff to show up. Yeah, and, and then he got he stepped on the sea urchin. So like, got, yeah. That was our trip to Italy, and then we went on another. Um, when we went to Washington, he's uh he just turned eighteen, and then the cops showed up and we were trespassing. Yeah. So, so that he was, was that could have been really bad. That for him. could yes, but it wasn't. It wasn't. And then. Um, we went on a family vacation to this um, island, uh, Dufuski yeah, Island. Yeah, Dufuski Island down and, by down by Hilton Head. And it's like very private yeah. and like no internet service at all. Right. And like you had to be outside to have a good time. And um, we're swimming in the ocean, low tide. Okay, he gets um, it's Kyle, Jacob, and I out in the water. And Trinity didn't come out with us. She wanted to go swim in the pool. So, And I'm yelling at her from the ocean. She's like, I'm going to go swim in the pool. And I'm like, no, you're not. You're going to come out here. Well, she ended up walking up to the pool. And, like, not even five minutes later, my brother just randomly falls into the water, like, underwater. And he comes back up. And he's like, I think we should go. And like, we we're like. He got hit by a shark. Yeah, he got bumped by a shark. And he was like, he came up and he was like, I think we should go swim in the pool. And Kyle and I were like looking at each other like, what the heck? And um, so then we started walking back and Jacob in a hurry. Yeah. Like we like were quickly walking because I didn't know what was happening. And Jacob started walking pretty fast. And then he was like, no, we got to go. Like he like just had a sense. He was like, we got to get out of here. And I was like, OK. And then Kyle joking jokingly he's like shark and i'm like what the heck so kyle's dragging me out of the water and jacob is sprinting and then 
um, he steps on a stingray and gets nailed by a stingray. Nailed like, by a stingray. N- bad. And he lifts his, he like says, ow, <laughs> and lifts his foot up out of water. And there's just blood dripping from his foot. So then you have his dramatic friend, Kyle, once again, yelling shark. And there's people <laughs> actually on the shore this time. And so now we are sprinting out of the water. And then, but that happened to him. And we, he had, to get it, we had to get a ambulance yes. on the island to take him to a boat because the only way on and off was a ferry boat yes and so they had to put him on an ambulance boat Mm -hmm. take him over to the hilton head shore and then he went to the hilton head hospital Mm -hmm. and then him and his mom got back but then there's not like good cell service so we didn't really know what was going on why they were gone yeah and it was like they had to get back at a certain time or they would have to get a hotel and they didn't have anything with them yeah all of our stuff was on the island so it was really like drama another great story it was so it's a great story but Kyle took a video of Jacob getting put into the ambulance. <laughs> yes, on a stretcher. <laughs> but like his heart rate was low. Yeah. Like they were really concerned with him. Like it was a it was this was a scary moment. This was it was. But know. like anything possibly bad that could happen happens to my brother on family vacations. Most definitely. <laughs> so. Yeah, he's a trooper. He is. <laughs> but if it happened to anyone else. <laughs> No. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, but it was a good time. It was. <laughs> what else? I don't know. Don't you have to get back to work? Oh, I do. I have to be back. Right. Ooh, I'm late. I gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, have a great day at work and have fun at practice today. You got to learn a little bit more about my father. He does not just coach football, and he is also a wonderful dad. Uh, you're listening to Amazing Grace. Whoa, you're listening to Amazing Grace. I'm Grace Molesky. Have a good day. <laughs>